0: Hello, and welcome back to the film degree. My name is Patrick, and today I have a different kind of episode for you guys. After doing the four and a half hour scream episode, that was a lot of scripted talking and a lot of. It oh, was <laughs> just a lot, okay? So I kind of wanted to do something a little different today. I wanted to obviously do a smaller episode. That was a lot of work, a lot, a lot, a lot of editing. I don't blame you if you haven't (laughs) listened to it. (laughs) It is really long. So I wanted to do something a little bit more fun for me, and that is something that I haven't done. Uh, We're not going to be talking about a single movie or a series or anything like that. We're going to actually be going through the different streaming services that I use because I use quite a bit and I'm going to go through them, talk about my thoughts with them. Uh, maybe you can find something that you might be interested in trying out. I'm kind of advertising these streaming services without actually getting paid. So if any of them would like to sponsor me and on the off chance or of listening to this, I'm down for that. I use all of these pretty religiously. So I really don't have much negatives to say. Although that's not really true. I do have some negatives and we'll get to those. But before we actually get into the episode, we could just do a quick recap or a quick catch up on life. Um, Obviously, it's the New Year's. Another shitty year upon us, I fear. But Hopefully it's not complete shit. It is kind of starting off shitty for me because, you, know, as you know, well, I just did a four hour scream episode, so clearly I'm really excited for the new scream and I'm currently going through a COVID scare. So hopefully that is a false alarm completely. I did get a negative test today and I'm going to get tested again um, two days from now, but I do think it was a false alarm and let me find some wood to knock on because if I get like I I said I'm pretty sure I ranted and bitched about this a lot in the last episode but if I get COVID before the new scream I will kill myself because for some reason Paramount is just not releasing this also on Paramount Plus even though the other day on Monday I'm recording that what day is it Wednesday I think um on Monday they were like we have a million new cases, LOL. And it's just like, shit, that's like double the previous record. Uh, I did see something that said the, the numbers are probably higher because they were like backlogged from the holidays and the holidays were just big anyway. So I don't think they were all from one day, but they all are within the last week. So... <laughs> Thanks, Paramount, I guess. I really wish Paramount would just do a video on demand premium access like Disney does something. I don't know, but something. Uh, But also... I'm still not sure how I want to do this podcast, how I want to do these episodes, like format wise, how I want to prepare for them. If I want to read stuff from them or just talk from my brain, which can be dangerous because my brain is all over the place. As you might know, if you've listened to like my Halloween Kills review or my um, Resident Evil Return to Raccoon City review or this one, because I have zero scripts zero anything planned, like nothing planned. I'm just, I'm just going for it. Um. So I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do so that this is a different format of me recording. I don't even know if you guys will be able to notice, but I'm still trying to figure it out. This will be the 10th episode, which is exciting. I made it to 10 episodes. I have a goal of reaching 25 before I decide if I want to keep doing this. Currently I do. School has just been really busy this last semester. I have not started classes yet. I start on the 10th officially and I already have <laughs> I already have a professor that I know is going to be a problem. He sent an email like a couple days ago saying like he's well he's very adamant on being in class during the pandemic, which sounds really annoying to me. I have been to like two classes since COVID started and they were kind of pointless for me to be there. I don't know why I went. I went because I thought I was going to do hands-on stuff and then I really didn't. So it was pointless for me to go, but I have been fully online and I like online school. I did that a lot pre-COVID Just because it just works for me. I hate sitting in lectures. I hate being on a schedule. I like to just do things when I do them. And this guy, everything in his email sounded like chill out. Like It is not that serious at all. And he's like, you need to have your book before class. And it's like, before the first class? Who does that? Honestly, I always get my books like two (laughs) weeks into the class. This is crazy to me, but also this is grad school. So maybe it's just different. But my last three professors were not, I don't want to say crazy, but like, I don't know. I have a feeling this professor will be neurotic. I've had these feelings before from emails and then it's like the total opposite and they're actually like super laid back. So I don't know really what to expect. But as of right now, I am not thinking it's going to be great. I think it's going to be... Hard. I think it's going to be a hard semester. So we'll see how much of this podcast I actually get to do. But um, if I am COVID positive, I will still be seeing Scream within like, at least the next 20 days or something, probably less. I don't know. I don't know how long COVID takes. I i don't want to say anything because I really don't want to jinx it. I feel like I've been manifesting everything. But what I am saying is it, even if I can't see it on premiere night, which I really, really desperately want to, but if it's impossible for me to do that, I will still see it in the relative future, so that will most likely be the next episode. But for today, I want to talk about streaming services, and typically I talk about movies, and I try not to talk about TV shows, even though we're kind of in the golden age of TV, so they're kind of almost synonymous at this point. We have a lot of, like, movie stars doing TV which is new or different like big prestigious TV like Laura Dern and Reese Witherspoon I'm literally only thinking of Big Little Lies right now because I'm looking at my DVD copy of it but TV is not what it used to be so it is kind of very similar to film they're telling different kind of stories so I don't know, maybe in the future I'll talk about a TV show, but this is called The Film Degree, even though I did study some stuff that had to do with television for my film degree, but I I kind of mainly wanted to focus on actual films, but today we might be talking about some television content because we are talking about streaming services, but also I do just want to mention just offhand, I almost did an episode to this, but I realized I'd have to rewatch the movie and I really was not mentally prepared to rewatch it and I just watched the movie Mass holy shit highly recommend actually I don't know if I can recommend it it is a hard watch it is a very emotional watch and that's why I didn't think I could re- re-watch it right away I was genuinely crying throughout so Yeah, I I do recommend it. It shot up to my um, favorites of 2021 list. And about that, I really want to do a sort of awards with this podcast, the Film Degree Awards. But there are so many movies that I know would make the top list, like Licorice Pizza, Red Rocket, and Worst Person in the World. I think that's what it's called. If it's not, that's embarrassing. But I still need to see movies like that and they aren't really available at the moment and I don't think they'll be really available until like February, which really sucks. Although that's when I think the Oscar nominees are, which that's really late. And I don't know if people are even gonna be interested in what I have to say about last year, but those are on hold a little bit until I'm able to watch the big uh Movies that are still on my list to watch. But Mass, I'm telling you, will be in those nominees hands down. Because it's amazing. Five out of five, the performances are insane. Martha Plimpton, uh, Ann Dowd, Jason Isaacs, and Bernie. Um, I can't remember his name. I feel slightly bad. Actually, I do feel bad. Where's my... My phone is right here. I'm going to look it up real quick. But it was amazing. And I can't... I honestly... It blew me away. Their performances by the four of them. Reed Bernie, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, Reed Bernie. I am not familiar with him, but he's also fantastic. All four, fantastic. It. I think you should go in without knowing what's what it's about. But it could, I will just say there probably is a lot of trigger warnings within that movie that you need to be aware of. It is about a tragedy that happens involving children. I'm sure you're, sure you understand where this is headed, but it is about these parents trying to cope with what happened and they are it all takes place in one room with one conversation and I thought that would be really boring or stay I get I just get bored or it would feel stale, did not feel boring or stale. It kept me almost on the edge of my seat. And there was nothing to keep me on the edge of my seat. It's not that type of movie, but like, I was so invested in amazing. So now that the updates are out of the way, let's talk about let's talk about streaming. I have recently I stream all the time. But recently, I have been using Netflix, which I don't typically use. I don't typically use. I've been watching the show You for the first time and I understand the hype for it. I understand why people like it. I don't think it's for me. I'm almost done with season one. Unfortunately, I had the ending spoiled for me like two years ago. But... I do think it's good TV. Personally, I just think everyone on that show is so insufferable. And, you know, like, that's probably the point. But, like, even the main girl who we're supposed to, like, root for or be scared for is so insufferable. Like, honestly, even though she's not a psychopath, like the character of Joe, she's a psychopath to me. She's very much, I'm not like other girls. Oh, you read Dan Brown? Ooh. You're rotting your brain. You should read the classics. Where's Little Women? You didn't read Little Women when you were a fetus? I don't understand. Like, shut up. You know, it's so annoying. But I am interested in the next season, but I'm also not at the same time. Oh, and I also got that app. It's called Serialized. It is a like, TV review app like Letterboxd but for TV and I've tried other apps before like TV Time and I never really liked them but I do like this one it is a little slow I think it's a new app and they weren't expecting it to kind of blow up but it had a mini blow up and a lot of people are getting on it so it is a little buggy at the moment but I do think that will that will change Letterboxd had a big like era of being buggy like a year and a half, two years ago. And I never have issues with it anymore. So I don't know. Maybe if you want to check out Serialized, I recommend. It's kind of fun. And you can rank or you can like rate actual seasons instead of just like the show as a whole. And I think that's cool. I like it. So you might want to check that out. But anyway, I got sidetracked again. Streaming services. So currently... I use Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, (laughs) the Criterion Channel, Shudder, Paramount Plus, and Apple TV Plus. (laughs) And I pay for all of those except for Netflix. I still use my parents' Netflix, which they are newly using Netflix, even though I've had it for years. I had it back when we would like rent movies from it like they would send you the copy like the dvd which i think they still do that like i feel like when i'm looking at letterbox reviews from sean baker he puts like netflix dvd or something is it him maybe it's someone else i don't know but also i think my professor does that or like my old professor used to get movies from netflix like that so i'm not sure if that's still a thing if that costs more i think it's probably in the premium section but yeah i don't really have all of the information on every single plan and what you get from there i did write prices of plans and like the basic premise of them but i pay for hulu hbo max disney plus amazon prime criterion channel shutter paramount plus and apple tv plus although to be honest i don't know where apple tv plus came from i don't remember signing up for it i just remember one of the shows i think it was morning shows like i want to see what that is and i just went into the app to see like what was on there and like i had it so i'm not sure if i got it when i got like my new phone a year ago and now i'm just paying for it honestly i don't pay attention but I'm already getting all these streaming services. So why the hell not? Might as well keep it. I've also gotten Discovery Plus. I did the free trial for that. And I'll give like some brief thoughts on that, even though I didn't do an in-depth analysis of it. I didn't go through the whole thing. I used to use, oh my God, I almost called it Canva, but that's like the, that's like the design app. What is it called? I can't remember what it's called but it has like educational stuff like I used to watch stuff through it for school or like they'll have like random documentaries or something on there oh my god what is it called I wonder if I have it saved in my thing I don't oh my god that is going to bother me let me look educational streaming (laughs) educational streaming service it like I used to get it through my library um at school like they I it was free for me it probably still is because I still go to school (laughs) but there are so many streaming services I was just googling things just to see if I was like missing something or I don't know like just like kind of looking around. And there's so many that I like never heard of. There's also things like Tubi, I think is how you pronounce it. And that is free, I think. And you can get, it's free with ads. I don't think there is a paid version of it, but like the, the resolution is only like what, 720 or whatever it is. And my friend, a friend of mine was trying to watch an older movie on Tubi and the, I guess the resolution was so bad that he couldn't actually watch it. Like he couldn't handle it. So I don't know if I recommend it. I never use it, but that's an option. Um, (laughs) there's like movies on YouTube that are just always uploaded. There is a letterbox list that has like the links to the YouTube, but About Tubi, I found a YouTube link to the movie he was watching and sent it to him and it had better quality. So I don't think there's an HD option for Tubi. But there's so there's so many different things. There's like Crackle. I remember I used to use Crackle years and years and years ago before I believe before Netflix. And I'm pretty sure Don't quote me on this. I am pretty sure because I was, when I was younger, I was always looking online for things to watch. And I feel like Hulu used to be like Tubi where it was free with ads. Is that a real thing or no? Because I have a distinct memory of going on one of those canopy okay I was searching throughout the whole time talking about that service that I um, <laughs> that I used through school trying to find it couldn't find it it's called canopy I do use that on occasion and it has like the movie moonlight and eighth grade it says um, classic cinema indie film and top documentaries yeah. So I use that through my library. I think you can use it through any library. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. But anyway, back to the Hulu conversation. Let me look up when Hulu when Hulu, Hulu dropped because it had to have been a really long time ago. Yeah. So Hulu launched in 2007. I really should have looked all this up before I actually did this because now I'm just kind of <laughs> Googling while I'm on, while I'm recording myself. I don't I really shouldn't be reading I don't know I don't know if it was free I really don't but I just remember watching things free that had ads so I feel like it was legal it wasn't like a random episode or like a random website you would just like download movies illegally and get viruses I feel like it was a legitimate website and it was either Hulu or Crackle what i'm googling was hulu free yes because hulu was free when it launched and you could stream free tv shows all the way up until late 2016 wow 2016 i didn't know that i feel like I, ha- I i had it also crackle might have been the one that i was like really into i don't know if that's still a thing i'm looking it up right now Yeah, it is. Actually, it might still be. Yeah, sign up for free. So this might be another free, free service that you get with ads. Huh? I don't know. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Crackle is a free ad supported video streaming service. So I had this like distinct memory of sitting in my basement and pushing the couch up to the family computer (laughs) and watching the original Charlie's Angels series on either Crackle or Hulu. And I don't think they had every single episode. So I kind of had to pick and choose. And that's how I really got into the original TV series. I was a huge fan of the um, Cameron Diaz movies. Like, as far as I can remember, as I have probably said a million times on this podcast. But that's how i got that's how i got into that and then i'd watch buffy the vampire slayer on there so i have been streaming things for probably as long as streaming has been around i don't know that's probably a lie i don't know but currently i use like i said hulu netflix hbo max disney plus amazon prime criterion shudder paramount plus and apple tv plus i did download peacock at one point when it first launched because i wanted to watch like housewives content or reality tv content that used to be on hulu although housewife stuff is still real housewives i'm talking about that is still on hulu a lot of like bravo went to peacock So I was a little pissed because originally Hulu was like my favorite streaming service because I love reality TV. If you know anything about me, you know I live for reality TV. And they had so much stuff that was recently taken, either put on Peacock or Discovery Plus. And I'm devastated because now I rarely use Hulu. So I feel like I should just do... I should go through all of them and just kind of give my thoughts on them oh but for Peacock sorry if this is all over the place but for Peacock I ended up getting rid of it because at the time it wasn't compatible with my tv and I couldn't even like what's it called like not airdrop it but like connect it through my phone to my tv for some reason it just wouldn't play the sound would play but no video so I just got rid of it, and I think my TV is now compatible. I think it became compatible in like October or something, is what they said was going to happen. I just haven't gotten it since, but I I will check it out because I want to watch the other Housewife shows that have gone on there, like Ultimate Girls Trip or something. I still haven't gone to it or gotten to watch it, but let's just get into. We'll start with Hulu just because it's the first thing that I have on my computer. And I have two profiles on there. And when you open it and it goes to the profiles, the screen is kind of ugly. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not a huge fan of Hulu's interface whatsoever. I'm actually not a huge fan of the interfaces for like any of the streaming services. I think Hulu's is, it's, it's not hard to navigate, but it's hard to find different things unless you actually go to the search bar because they don't just like have everything listed nicely you gotta have to go through a million things to have it listed nicely and I just don't like how you have to like scroll all the way to the end of one not column columns are up and down but whatever one row to get see more and then get like all of the rows of stuff to see like alphabetically I find that really really annoying and also sidebar this is january 5th of 2022 so obviously if i talk about certain content that is in here and you're listening to this in the future and it's not there don't yell at me they take things down up and down all the time but i will not i'll try not to talk about like specific details or specific movies that are on there unless they're originals because those come and go daily So when it comes to Hulu, there is a $6.99 plan, which has ads, a $12.99 plan with no ads, which is the one that I have. If you're going to get Hulu, I don't understand how you can get it with ads. Ads are horrendous on Hulu because it is like the same ad over and over again for like cat litter. Like I can't, it is awful. Um, But they also have like different, they have different like packages which I don't really know anything about, but they have like a live TV portion with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus for 6999, which I guess that also has ads. I'm not sure on that. Don't quote me, but when it said ads, I was like, for $69.99 a month, you're fucking crazy. Because there's a $7599 version of the package with no ads. Like, give me a fucking break. But anyway, Hulu is an interesting service because they used to have so many, so much reality TV. And I love, 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 love that. And currently it seems like a lot of uh, like streaming services are a little panicking, a little panicky about what they are losing because all of these services are coming up and they're pulling what they own or what they have the rights to onto their services so like things like netflix i think netflix is shitting bricks a little bit even though i'm pretty sure netflix has the most subscribers like by a large margin but things like disney plus like no more disney shows are really going to go to netflix unless they have like they came at the beginning of disney plus and their contract still has a couple years or whatever to um, distribute But they're not going to have that. Warner Brothers is probably going to start pulling everything once they're legally able to, to put fully on HBO Max. All of these, all of these things are making streaming a little annoying, a little annoying. And I'm sure it's going to be difficult to find the best streaming service, even though I do have an answer to that. And we will get to that. It'll be my last one that I go through. But I think... Hulu has movies that I think other services basically have like if you go on Amazon Prime they basically have everything that Hulu has movie wise that's not to say they don't have some good movies on there like I'm looking right now just in the movies for you section they have some great movies here they aren't just like shitty movies that like Amazon Prime sorry but Amazon Prime has some shitty fucking movies that are just on there And I think those are just ones that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mention it because then it's just like mean to the people who made it. And they made a movie and I didn't. So props to them. But they have movies like Barb and Star, Go to Vista Del Mar, which I loved. They have Gone Girl, Itania, The Hunger Games, Hustlers, Black Swan, La La Land. Again, don't come for me if they're not on here when you go to Hulu. But they have big movies. They also have their own originals where is their like original section hulu originals um they have like the hand handmaid's tale which i have not watched the great which seems like um the favorite ripoff but i guess people like it so good for them they also have fx fx on hulu which is like their own little brand which they had American Horror Stories and I think like a couple hours after like American Horror Story airs live on TV it goes straight to Hulu for people to watch so that's good I think a lot of reasons why numbers for viewership are going down because of stuff like that you can just watch it on Hulu in two hours Uh, Which I'm pretty sure, well, they obviously know about, that's why those shows get renewed. But they got a lot of stuff. They got that Little Fires Everywhere show, Difficult People, which was really good. I think they have solid, um, solid original content. They have uh, Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Selena Gomez and Martin Short. It's really good. I highly recommend that. But they have a good selection of original content because there is some services that we will get to that I just think have really they will just green light anything or buy anything to distribute and they're it's just a handful of shit like a lot of shit and a few hidden gems which then those hidden gems give them a lot of credit when they release 90% of absolute shit So I have obviously not watched everything that is on Hulu and their Hulu originals but I think they have a nice selection where I do think Hulu is worth it for originals alone but they do have content that they are able to distribute on their own they have a lot of stuff like single seasons like new seasons of shows like every time there's a new season it'll be added and the last one disappears like if it's while it's airing does that make sense does that make any sense there while a show is airing on tv it'll also be uploaded to hulu but it's only that season that's on tv i don't know if i'm making sense but uh so hulu does have a lot of a lot of good original content. I liked, the, I loved the Veronica Mars reboot or season four that they did, but I'm a huge Veronica Mars fan. I know a lot of her, her Veronica Mars fans did not appreciate it, but that's another thing that is on there that you can watch. Yeah. Do I think, how much did I say Hulu was? Twelve ninety nine with no ads. Do I think Hulu is worth it? 100%. Highly recommend Hulu. I think Hulu is I don't know. I know there is another thing that you can get Hulu with ads with like free Spotify or something. I don't like Spotify. I know a lot of people do. That's another deal that you could do that I think is worth it. But yeah, they have good movies, good new movies, big movies. They have smaller movies. I feel like, what is the, I think like Neon puts a lot of their movies on Hulu. Am I going crazy? I really feel like that they do that. Mm, I don't know. But movies that are, yeah, I think Neon puts their movies on Hulu. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they do. So there's like that kind of, those kinds of movies. There's the big blockbuster movies. I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but yeah, I like Hulu. I still use it. I typically don't go there for movies because I have other streaming services and I have other I have my own huge movie collection so like it's not my go-to for movies but I know that there's always big selections there that I can have even if they are on things like Amazon Prime or sometimes they're on Netflix I don't know I really haven't done comparisons maybe I should have but I didn't but yeah I think it's good I think its interface is a little eh not a huge fan of it but also there's worse out there I don't think I don't think it's necessarily bad. I am very excited for the Pam and Tommy miniseries with Sebastian Stan and Louie James. I think that's going to be really great. So I recommend, even though I'm very upset that the HGTV shows and the, I feel like MTV and Bravo are being taken off and being brought to other services I know HGTV was put on Discovery Plus, and I got the free trial for that just to watch Love It or List It and Say Yes to the Dress for like a week for the third, like the seven day trial. And that was fun. I really didn't even look if they have movies. I feel like they don't. It's Discovery Plus, but who knows? Maybe they do. Don't quote me on that. So Hulu. Great. I think it's worth it. And now I'll stop repeating myself. Now... Let's talk about Disney+. Plus. I was hyped for Disney+. Plus. Mainly I was hyped for Liz- the Lizzie McGuire reboot that they were saying was coming and then never came because Disney is a fucking bitch. But I got it anyway. I don't know where I was going with that. I was really excited to get it. And I'm disappointed that we didn't get Lizzie McGuire because Lizzie McGuire was a huge part of my childhood. I love Hilary Duff. I love her albums. I love... Hillary in general so yes I was very excited for that and I was also very excited to revisit childhood shows like That's So Raven and Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and like that era of Disney Channel Was excited to revisit that but once the nostalgia wore off or once I kind of watched it and was like oh yeah this holds up or no this doesn't hold up or this is funny I got kind of over Disney Plus. I'm not going to lie. I've, Disney Plus is very niche. Now that niche is very large, I guess, because a lot of people like Disney movies, but it's like one vibe there. When you go on Disney Plus, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a family movie. And I'm not always in the mood for a family movie. In fact, I typically am not in the mood for a family movie. I don't typically rewatch the cartoons like Pixar or a lot I've seen some of them more than once I haven't seen all of them but I like it's not something I'm always seeking out I know for a lot of people they are seeking that out Um, they do have Marvel they have the Marvel TV shows which I am iffy on I watched WandaVision which I really liked WandaVision I think the CGI was a little not great in the ending but like really kind of all of Marvel CGI, the past few projects have not been great. Uh, I have not seen Eternals and I have not seen No Way Home. So, honestly, Marvel stands do not come for me. I do enjoy a good Marvel. I do. I'm not going to say I don't enjoy Marvel. I like Marvel. But I'm also not rewatching it constantly. So, oh, so I saw WandaVision. I saw Captain the. Is it? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, did not care for that one really at all. I thought it was just like an ugly looking series, to be honest. I was not a fan of the look of it. I wasn't a fan of the villains. I, I like Falcon. I like Winter Soldier. I like Captain America. The show, not really for me. I have like two episodes left in Loki that I just never got to, but I liked Loki. Did not watch Hawkeye yet. Didn't watch What If or whatever it's called. I'm not sure. And also, I don't really care for Star Wars. I've seen all of the movies. I don't need to watch the shows. Don't care for them. And this is going to be controversial to film people. But I think, what is it? The Last Jedi? Is that the second one in the new trilogy? The one by Ryan Johnson? If it's the Ryan Johnson one, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. (laughs) And I know a lot of people hate that one. But I like it. Okay, I think it's the best-looking Star Wars there ever has been and I just I like it. I think it's good. But as for a streaming service as a whole, I don't think it is necessarily for me, but I do think it is for a lot of people. And I had the price down. I think it's cheap. It's like 7.99. I believe, let me double check. Yes, it's 7.99 to get disney plus and they they have some good content i know like overseas they have the adult movies on there me as an american i have hulu that has those movies so they're two very different streaming services for me So like, I can't watch Jennifer's Body on Disney Plus like other countries can, which I'm very jealous about, okay? I would love to pop in Jennifer's Body on Disney Plus. I find that to be hilarious. I would love that, but I can't. So I'm kind of stuck with the family-centric content or Hulu. So I'm not sure if the family-centered content is for me, again, not sure it's for me. They do have some great movies on here that I have seen a bunch of times. They have they have like the Avengers movies obviously. They got Avatar, they got they're getting the X-Men movies now, which I love X-Men. Love them. So they like they have a lot of stuff. But again, not my faves, not my faves. But do I think it's worth 7.99? Yes, especially if you are a Disney adult. Any Disney adults out there? Disney adults, I need you to make some noise because if you don't have this service, you're going to love it. Although if you're a Disney adult, you fucking have this service. (laughs) So yeah, do I think Disney Plus is worth it? Yes. Do I like the interface of Disney Plus? Yes, I think Disney Plus is well designed. It's easy to find things, their homepage with their little... Things are easy to find. They have like finding things alphabetical order by genre. They have like different things. Like you go to Disney, you could go to Pixar, you can go to Marvel, you can go to Star Wars, you can go to National Geographic. It all looks nice. They have nice little icons that you can choose for your profile. Mine is currently the 80s version of Storm with her mohawk because I love Storm. So yeah, that's Disney Plus. I think it is a great service. I think it is a great service for families in particular because of the family contact. You, you get a lot of content for the money. It is worth it. Okay. It's worth it. I still have it and I don't even watch it that often, but also I'm very reckless with my money. So let's talk about Amazon Prime. Okay. So there's a... Diff- I'm not sure if you can get Amazon Prime or Prime Video just by itself without getting the other perks of Amazon or not I'm pretty sure you can I did a quick a quick like search and I think you can for like $8.99 but don't quote me on that because I don't know I paid like $12.99 for Amazon Prime as a whole like for packages and all that shit so it kind of just came with what I already got and I hate Amazon Prime genuinely i hate amazon prime i'm not going to lie i think amazon prime has some really good content but the the interface is the worst interface of any streaming service it is awful it is awful to find anything it's hard because you can rent things also on amazon prime and i kind of wish those were separate because it is just really fucking annoying when you think you found something and then you realize it's not on prime it's really annoying. Very, very annoying. Amazon has like really good movies. I'm not going to lie. Like right now, just looking at it, they got the Royal Tenenbaums. They have the Winona Ryder, Little Women. They have the Lighthouse. um mm, A lot of shit. 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 My dad used my Amazon Prime. And I can tell because it is giving me shit he would watch. <laughs> Um, right here, they got Jennifer's Body. Love that movie. Amazing. They should have the unrated version because it's the better version, but whatever. Pumpkin, which I've always wanted to see. A lot of shit. Heathers, which is great. Jennifer's Body showed up twice in the same column, which is really annoying. They got Fargo, the Suspiria remake. They got some stuff and they do have some good, from what I've heard, good content original content but honestly it's hard to fucking find anything I don't know what's good I never I never go on it because I just hate the way it looks I hate the way it looks I hate how shows are separate from season it's just so annoying it is so annoying and it might sound like super irritating being like I don't like the way it looks so it's not worth it I'm not saying it's not worth it because I, like, I order a lot of stuff on Amazon. I hate going to the store. I'm sorry to everyone protesting Amazon. I was about to say, like, I stand with you, but, like, clearly I don't because I order from them all the time, even though I think Amazon is pretty shitty, but I still use it because it is convenient to me and I have no backbone as a person, so I'm still going to order from it. (laughs) i'm sorry that sounded so terrible Ooh, they have orphan black highly recommend if you have not seen the show orphan black but yeah like they have so much stuff i don't even know that they have because it's just either the same thing shows up a million times everything is spread out they put so much shit in the front and the good stuff in the back like it is just a mess of a service and it's hard to find it because like if you just look up amazon prime You have to go to a whole thing that's Amazon Video. But if you search, if you go to the search bar and you search something, it could take you to the DVDs. It is so annoying because it's the same website as Amazon. It is frustrating. What Prime needs to do, Prime Video needs their own service, like their own website, their own thing away from the Amazon website. Please, I am begging you. Also, like I do a lot of movie buying physical copies i am a physical media person so when i am looking for a certain edition or like like a criterion or a shout factory or an arrow video edition of a blu-ray of a movie and i like i'm looking the movie up on amazon immediately the first thing that pops up and goes to the front is the prime it's annoying. I hate Amazon Prime. I'm not even sure like all of their original content. I know they have like the um, being the Ricardos, which just dropped. Haven't seen it yet. The Tomorrow War, which I don't care to watch because one, it looks really bland and boring. Two, Chris Pratt is bland and boring. (laughs) So yeah, do I think Amazon Prime is worth it? Probably. How much did I? It was like $12.99. I paid it for the year, which I tried to actually cancel it because my they wouldn't let me renew my student account, even though I'm still a fucking student. And I, it like, I saw the thing to do. It. I tried to do it a hundred times and none of them went through. So I canceled it and then they still billed me for it and I still had the service. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going through the thing to, I already have it. So I'll just keep using it. Don't give a fuck. So that's why I still have it. If Amazon did not have the Amazon Prime feature of, like, the packages, I would not have Amazon Prime. Would not. I know a lot of people like the Marvelous Miss Mazel and other shows that they have on here, but not for me. It's so irritating, I don't even feel like checking them out. Sorry to the Marvelous Miss Maisel stanies out there, but, like, I can't. I genuinely cannot put my body through the stress of going through amazon prime video (laughs) and also i just don't like how it kind of just looks like like amazon website like stop like i don't need on my streaming service a little thing that takes me to whole foods or beauty and personal care like fuck off amazon fuck off Ugh, so fucking aggravating So now let's talk about the Criterion channel. (laughs) I am actually a huge fan of the Criterion channel. Love it. I absolutely love what they do. I love Criterion anyway. I have a lot of their physical copies. Like I'm right in front of my movie thing. I'm going to My audio is probably really terrible. One, because I changed the gain on it and I don't really know what I'm doing. And I keep moving my, where I'm talking in the direction wise, because I'm looking at a hundred different things. So sorry if this sounds like shit, but I have movies like All About Eve, Blue Velvet. uh, What else is on here? Polyester, Police Story 1 and 2, Paris, Texas, Parasite, Notorious, now... Voyager, Night of the Living Dead, yes they're in alphabetical order and I'm looking at them backwards so that's why. Uh, Do the Right Thing, Mulholland Drive, Moonrise Kingdom. I have a lot of criterions so when I heard they were doing a service I was kind of excited for it like cool let's check it out. And Criterion is always changing their content. They don't always have content that is of the movies that they're able to distribute physically. They get all kinds of movies, like all kinds of movies. And they do a lot of like cool deep dives into directors. Like they just had Jennifer's Body on there. I think they took it off the other day. But like that is cool because also there's so many movies that you would just never see. A lot of non-American movies for all my American listeners who need to branch out and watch some... Quote unquote international film, even though all film is international. Let's be real. We need to have a conversation about how Americanized everyone is and how we think Hollywood is like the epicenter of film. It's not. There's film everywhere. Our film is also international. I hate the categories best international film or best foreign language film. Like, that makes no fucking sense. There's no one set language to literally anything, no matter what anybody says, typically an older person, typically an older person of a certain color. (laughs) There's no set language to any place. Even if they say the official language, no, it's fucking not. Okay. It's irritating, especially for America to have categories of film that are like best foreign language film, literally America The America as we know it today, let's say, was born on immigration. It was born on multiple cultures. Like, come on, people. There's a lot of languages in America. Stop having things labeled foreign language. How about we start putting those movies that you put in foreign language, like in best picture categories, because they're just as good. Just less people watch them less people in america that is so i think if you want to branch out and find things that are not in english if you are a native english speaker criterion is the way to go it is such a good fun service i love when you open it they always have like i don't know how what they are actually called but they're kind of like prompts and like they they do them monthly like there's a few of them monthly and I think the first one that opened was French New Wave short 25 film short French New Wave shorts 25 there's 25 (laughs) short films from the French New Wave era okay I don't know why I just made that so difficult and you can literally just go through movies that are like 20 minutes and they're from the French New Wave which is like whatever I'm whatever I'm <laughs> I'm just confusing myself right now. Sorry, that sounded so aggressive. But you can, if you're interested in the French New Wave era of film or just French New Wave in general, but you don't want to commit to a boring 90 minute movie, how about you start with a 20 minute short? There's 25 of them to choose from that are perfectly curated in this little section. And there's a little trailer so you can get what you want. Oh, There's also just a French New Wave curated thing itself for 44 films, which is pretty cool. Let me see what's in here. (laughs) I'm not even going to try to... (laughs) I literally took three years of French. I'm like, I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of these. But they have like Breathless on there, which is a classic. Cleo from 5 to 7, another classic from Agnes Farda. There's so meant well there's 44 movies to choose from just from the French New Wave itself and this will be there for I think a couple months some of them will kind of disappear throughout but there is also a Joseph L. Mankiewicz uh, talking pictures 13 film curation and I am unfamiliar with that person but yeah, creator of some of the most illiterate and sophisticated films of Hollywood's golden age. Writer, director, Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Oh my God. Hello, Mank. I'm so stupid. <laughs> uh, Wait, is that him? Honestly, that movie was so boring. I'm sorry. I did not like Mank. This, movie, this curated list has Cleopatra, House of Strangers, I feel like I'm trying to sell the Criterion channel more because I know a lot of like my friends who are listening don't have Criterion channel and it's a little less used among people like it's not ever not everyone knows that like Hulu but they also have a Sundance class of 92 the year of indie explode the year indie exploded let me re it let me reread that so it doesn't sound like I can't read Sundance class of 92 the year indie exploded <laughs> So I haven't looked through this. I didn't watch the trailer for this or whatever they had, the introduction. So I'm assuming, because I have a brain, all of these are movies that were in Sundance in 92, which I saw they had Poison Ivy, a very good movie directed by Kat Shea. Highly, highly recommend. They also have, ooh, they have Swoon. I've always wanted to watch Swoon. Nice. Um, They had another one on here that I just saw that I can't remember. Oh, The Living End by Gregor Rocky. Another great movie. Highly recommend. Like I love their little curated, their little curated section. They have like the Nicholas Brothers, which I don't know who they are, but they did tap dancing movies in the, looks like the 40s or it was like a tap dance virtuosos or whatever it says. Probably none of this makes sense from what I just said, but they have like another curated thing of 10 films starring Sterling Hayden don't know who that is but you know what actually I've I've seen a few of these movies that are listed so clearly I do know who he is or at least I'm familiar so what I'm saying is a lot of these things I don't know what they are and if you want an education on film highly recommend just getting the criterion channel and literally picking anything because that's kind of the criterion's whole thing is like preserving these films these important films or putting these movies out there and they have a lot of like interviews with directors and stuff like that like I can't recommend the criterion channel enough I absolutely love it and of course my internet is kind of acting up at the moment because my internet is absolute shit (laughs) but if you go to their all film section, they have 2,778 movies at the moment. So highly recommend. It's a great service. Love it. So let's, so that is a very niche service, again, for people who want to watch that kind of cinema, which to say that kind um, stuff that isn't as mainstream some of it is obviously but a lot of it is not a lot of it the general public is unaware of but there is so much to get from Criterion Channel and it is more of a niche um, streaming service another niche streaming service is Shudder which is super cheap oh I didn't say how much the Criterion Channel is um, Criterion Channel is ten ninety nine. I think it's Totally worth it, hundred percent. I love checking out random things from there, or just things that a lot of things on Criterion are just in my watch list to watch forever. Because I, you just hear so many great, so many great movies when you're in film school, and you just never get to watch them, and you can't find them anywhere else but Criterion Channel or to rent them. Sometimes a lot of them you can't rent them on like Apple or Amazon, so yeah, I love to just like go through my watch list and end up finding something I probably would have never watched before. So $10.99, great. Now Shutter is only $5.99, but yearly it's $56.99, which I think that said it equated to like $4.75. 100% worth it. If you're a horror fan, 100% worth it. I love horror and there's a lot of stuff in here that is shitty to... S- like a lot of, some of it's shit. Okay. I'm not going to lie. But to be fair, I love shit. <laughs> I love shitty movies. I love them. And I don't mean that as like such an insult to these filmmakers. Again, I have never made a film outside of a few shorts. So like they made something and that's incredible. And I really can't say anything bad about it. But you know what I'm talking about? Like it's just some 80s cheese to like watch like they have great stuff they have new stuff they're always making new content they have a they have a platform for a lot of new creators new filmmakers in the horror genre to release their movies on and i think that's really cool and there's so much to watch there's um documentaries they even have classics they have like black christmas they had they have halloween a lot prom night the Slumber Party Massacre, which is one of my favorite slasher movies of all time, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. They have so many great weird finds on here that I don't like for 4.75 or 5.99, that is that's such a great deal. Such a great deal. They have a section of movies that are directed by women. They got the invitation by Karen Kasama, which I absolutely love. They have American Mary, which I've never seen, but I've heard great things of a lot of things I've never heard of. Um, the slumber party massacre one and two, which I love revenge. Another great, 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 great movie. Uh, a girl walks home alone at night. Like they have so, so many great titles that for a price alone, I think it's a great deal. Great deal. Um, They also have like things like, um, what are they called? I don't really watch them. I did watch, uh, what is it called? Like Joe Bob's Drive-In or something. I don't really know who he is, but he like, he's like Elvira or whatever, like whatever she did where she like introduces movies and has little skits in between and stuff like that. Like just fun stuff that I think is really cool. The thing about Shutter though is I do, they don't have an app for my TV so I have to send it from my computer or my phone to my TV which can be a little annoying but I think you can like you can get Shutter through Amazon or like through other services. I think you can get it through Apple too. I'm not exactly sure about that but honestly just sending it to my TV through my phone isn't a big deal whatsoever. Oh shit, they have the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Two is in also not as in the sequel. Although they might have the sequel, I don't know. So yeah. Do I recommend Shudder? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Especially during Halloween. Yeah. Also, um, I don't want to say any of the codes because I don't know if they're still working, but I know they have a lot of like codes to get a whole month for free or stuff. Um, if you watch the YouTube channel Dead Me. They always have a code for Shutter, so if you're ever wanting to try it out for a, like a month-long period just for free, go to Dead Meat, see if they have a code out there for it, and you could probably get it for a whole month for free, so why not just test it out? So then we have Paramount+, Plus, which I have not watched a movie on here yet, not gonna lie, uh, for ads, you can get it for 4 dollars and with no ads, you can get it for $9.99. I'm not paying for no ads. Sorry, I always get the higher one. Uh, so I have the 9 dollars one and I had it originally because I wanted to watch the iCarly reboot. And I've only watched TV on here. I have not watched movies, so I really don't even know what movies they have. Oh, they have legitimately big movies on here too. They got A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place 2. World War Z, Mother, Annihilation, like some pretty good titles on here. Paranormal Activity movies. They have some good shows like Survivor, RuPaul, Big Brother, Teen Mom. I think all the MTV shows are being moved to Paramount, which kind of sucks. It's another service you have to get, but you know, what can you do? I know Yellowstone is really big. My parents are obsessed with it. That's why I got Paramount Plus again. I ended up getting my card stolen. So I had to cancel everything. And I just forgot to get Paramount Plus again. Because I don't use it that much. But I got it so they could watch their fucking Yellowstone spinoff. <laughs> um, where's their movies? Oh, holy shit. They have made for TV movies. But like old ones. Which you know are just terrible. Like from the 80s. Oh! <gasps> beverly hills madam i've always wanted to watch this (laughs) is that crazy these look incredible incredible in a bad way but like in a great way because it's a bad way oh my god is this hillary swank (gasps) terror in the family 1996 starring hillary swank i'm definitely going to be so into this okay Okay. I like that. I like that. Oh, they have Clifford. I kind of wanted to watch that. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Okay. I'm more interested in this service than I originally what? Ouch. I don't know if you heard that. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like this episode is such a mess. Whatever. I'm having fun. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, but if you did hear that, I totally just punched my movie shelf. But they've got some big movies. Bridget Jones's Diary. True Grit. Cold Mountain. The Virgin Suicides. Like they have some interesting stuff. The Ring. Almost Famous. All right. I'm interested in this. I think this is a this is worth it. Oh action movies. They had that one Will Smith movie. I think that's Will Smith. Looks like Will Smith and Mark Wahlberg. That is not Will Smith. (laughs) I am sorry, Will Smith. Why does your pr- that man's profile look like Will Smith? <gasps> Oopsie. Oh my God. Wait, who is that? Oh, sorry true to all, Edgifer. Sorry, Sabri. That, oh my God. I, you know what I thought it was? I thought it was Gemini Man from the poster. That's why I was thinking that was Will Smith. Ooh, sorry to, sorry, sorry to that man. <laughs> no, for real, that was my mistake. But I don't know why I'm apologizing who cares? Anyway, so they have Infinite. I don't know what that is. Um, The Sonic movie, Transformers movies. I actually want to watch The Last Night again because I saw The Last Night in theaters and I thought it was absolutely horrendous. And that is coming from a fan of the Transformers movies. I like Transformers 1. I like Transformers 2. I thought 3. 3 pisses me off, but I don't want to get into that because then I'll just go into a long, 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 long rant about my girly and my number one megan fox and michael bay who's not my number one girly but and i liked bumblebee so i would like to rewatch it they have the ninja turtle movie mission impossible movies the star trek movies like i think this is a very solid the terminator movies this is a oh, here's gemini man that poster is almost identical to infinite but they got like old Nickelodeon shows and like old MTV shows like The Hills and Laguna Beach, The Real World. I think also, you know what? They have really shitty movies. If you're into that, that look like that were on the sci-fi channel. That seems like a lot of people are fans of like no hate to those. Like I fully understand the appeal. I will never I I honestly don't want to be one of those people who ever hates on film. I think film is for everybody and there's always something for everyone no matter how I perceive the quality I think movies are being made and that's a plus for me I don't really care about like quote-unquote quality because that's not real but while looking it turns out like England or the UK or something had a (laughs) had their own version of Teen Mom and it's called Teen Mom (laughs) I kind of want to watch that Teen Mom so yeah, for the price of this, I think it is worth it. Am I going to say all of these are worth it? Mm, probably. But then we're going to get to Apple TV Plus, which is an interesting one. It's 4 dollars which is very cheap. And really, they don't have, from what I know, they don't have content that they can just like distribute themselves for for, for quote unquote free for people to Like, like you can't just like watch the Saw movies on the service at no extra cost, if that makes sense. The only thing you can watch for at no extra cost is their, um, their original content, which I don't think they have a lot of. I'm not going to lie, not going to lie. They do have like Ted Lasso, which I know is huge. It's on my list to watch. Don't come for me but also they have, um, it's really like the iTunes or what that used to be. I'm not really sure anymore what that used to be because, or what, I, I don't know what, what I was just saying there, but they got rid of, iTunes. I don't know if iTunes is a thing. Whatever it is where you can rent movies on Apple, that is what I use and I use it through Apple TV. So if I'm gonna rent a new movie, I'm getting it through Apple and that's what I'm gonna use it for. For $4.99 for their content, is it worth it? I'm not sure because I don't think there's enough content yet. Maybe once they start getting more of their own films and their own shows, I do think it's worth the price. But since it's $4.99, it's not terrible, especially when they have shows that are like Ted Lasso that everyone apparently loves. Um, It's probably worth it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I pay for this because I don't remember ever subscribing to it. I don't remember but side note they have the show Yellow Jackets which is on Showtime which has its own little streaming thing or whatever something to sign up for because I don't have Showtime like on TV and I need to watch Yellow Jackets the TV show I need to watch it it's got Melanie Linsky, Juliette Lewis, Christina Ritchie like I need to watch the show it looks incredible and I keep hearing just praise among praise from everyone about this show And you can watch the first episode for free on Apple, which I want to do. But um, I guess Apple will give you access to Showtime for for $10.99, which kind of sucks. But you know what? I'll probably do it. But once it airs, I'll probably just rent it if that becomes an option. I don't know why I'm talking about what I want. You know what? It's my podcast. I can say whatever I want. You know what I kind of sound like? (laughs) Oh my God, what is her name? She's always on, she's like that crazy girl who has a YouTube channel and I am like blanking on her name, but she's always like fighting with herself on the channel. Like that's what I feel like I do all the time. <laughs> she's the one had that video of the potato or whatever. She's like eating a potato in her car. And she's like, she just starts ranting about nothing and then starts fighting with her own, what she just said. Like she's crazy. Oh my God, what is her name? You know what? I'm going to Google crazy YouTube girl, HRH, HRH collection, I think is what her name is. Let me look up that. That sounds familiar. HRH. Yeah, I think I sound like HRH sometimes on this podcast because I'll just like start saying something and I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing that. Shut up. Like, I'm so aggressive with myself. Calm the fuck down. It's not that serious. <laughs> uh, okay, so do I think Apple TV is worth it? Mm. sure why not there's not much content but with what there is and you can rent stuff there's like mosquito coast haven't seen physical haven't seen coda i liked coda that was a great movie ted lasso uh velvet underground which i heard was pretty good the tragedy of Macbeth is gonna come so that are gonna be on there like next week or so so that's cool so sure, why not? Oh, maybe they have some like stuff I really didn't realize. Wolf walkers that was a really great, if you want to see a great animated movie that isn't Disney, definitely check out Wolfwalkers on Apple TV+. It was really good. It was one of my favorites like last year or the year before. I can't remember when it released. They've got some stuff for $4.99 with the amount of stuff they have. Sure, it's totally worth it. So I only have two left to talk about. I think if I'm missing one, who cares? And I said, I'm saving the best for last. So if you are doing the role, if you're, if you're paying whatever, if you're paying attention, oh my God, I'm turning into HRH collection again. <laughs> I just get so irritated with myself. Like if you don't know what I'm talking about, just watch one of her videos. She's literally insane. Like I think clinically insane I probably shouldn't say that anyway (laughs) I said I don't know where I ended off but like I was saying I was saving the best for last if you're deducting or using your critical thinking skills there's two left and that is Netflix and HBO Max I'm gonna be honest I don't like Netflix (gasps) slay 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 I hate it (laughs) I absolutely hate it. Actually, I don't think I was talking about the interface of the other ones. The The interface of Paramount Plus is okay. Not my favorite. It's okay. Shutter, it's a little bland, but it's okay. Apple TV Plus, it's very sleek. Very easy to look around. I like it. I think Apple TV Plus, it's very simple. It's simple without looking bland to me because I think everything, like the actual films or tv shows like the what would you call them like the cards or whatever the thing that shows their picture they're nice and big and they have big graphics and they're colorful so it doesn't look um boring or bland like i i like the look of it so back to netflix i hate this interface so much is going on sorry oh sorry i should probably put this on mute because netflix is this thing where it starts playing shit for you which let me just rant about for a second i hate when they just show a scene i want a trailer they do trailers for most not all of their original content but when it comes to just something that's on there they'll play like some random ass scene and it's like okay i have no context for what the fuck this is about so this isn't telling me like they just choose the most random scene ever And then they're like, you would be interested in this, right? No, like, I don't know what this is. First of all, it starts with 15 seconds of silence of two characters looking at each other. What, what of that makes me want to watch it? So stupid. I don't know. Netflix's interface is just busy to me. I don't care for her. Netflix has some good movies. And I think I mentioned this before. But the thing with Netflix is I think it's like shitting bricks a little bit because A lot of its content is being pulled away or they're not able to use anymore. Maybe they're still licensing it. I don't really know. I don't know how streaming works really. But I think the people who own the rights to those, the previous films and TV shows that they have been putting on there are making their own services. So Netflix is no longer the main service and it's getting pulled off. So now they're like, shit, what do we do? we got to come up with something quick and they started doing original content and then they'd have like orange is the new black which was pretty big obviously everyone watched that when it dropped and it was oh i don't know if that just made noise but uh like when orange is the new black first dropped like that was like new content that i don't think i don't remember really much before that not saying that was the first like thing but like i feel like when that dropped originally they were like it's a web series because netflix is a website and then that didn't stick it's now a streaming show and it's tv but whatever so what netflix did for that and that's not saying that netflix doesn't have a lot of content that they don't own like they have i'm looking at right now they got t- taxi driver they got the sacred killing of, or the killing of sacred deer sorry They got something borrowed. They got the movie Chloe. They've got The Beguiled. They've got Mars Attacks, Bad Teacher, Adam's Family Values. Like they have a lot of stuff, but I feel like there is the fear that they're going to lose all of it eventually. And then they will have to rely only on their own original content. And the thing with Netflix is they make a lot of original content, although they don't make all of it they just buy the rights to distribute said content a lot of ones that are end up being awards contenders they go into bidding wars or whatever and they end up buying it or whatever um so not all of it they made but some of it that they do make a lot of what they make is so bad last year every weekend they had at least one new movie release now, I'm asking the audience. Let me ask the audience. <laughs> I love that video. Anyway, let me ask the audience. Can you name five of those releases? Like, really? Honestly, five of them. And can you list five good ones? I'll wait. <laughs> Netflix just puts out so much shit. And then they'll release something like Squid Game, which is a huge hit. I personally have not seen it. It is on my list. I am excited to watch it, but they'll release something like Squid Game that blows up and everyone is like, Netflix is the prestige of prestige of television because of look at what they made. Yeah, well, they also make shit like the kissing booth or whatever although those are pretty big but they'll like make something that's like almost a ripoff of the kissing booth like i'm trying to find something there's so much shit on here i can't even find it (laughs) again i'm sounding aggressive i'm sounding aggressive patrick calm down calm down where's their original content only on netflix woman in the window that was not great i'm not gonna lie passing that was a great movie. Great 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 movie. I don't know if they actually um were attached to the film from its inception or if they just acquired the rights to it and bought it. Don't know. But the movie Oh shit. I just got out of something. The movie The Lovebirds, absolute shit. Don't remember when that dropped. Um Power of the Dog. That's a great fucking movie. One of the best of the year. Night Teeth. Anyone see that? I did because it had Megan Fox in it for fucking five seconds. It's a pretty shitty movie. The Fear Street Trilogy. That was fun, although I didn't really care for it in the end. Uh, I liked the second one. Didn't really care for the first or third one. Of course, I like am trying to find their original content while I'm talking. And then all I find is like the good ones. (laughs) So then I'm um not really making my point. Where's all their original content? What the fuck? Okay, go to movies. I saw a list of movies that they released in 2021, and someone was like on Twitter. They're like, I literally don't even know. I don't believe half of these are real movies, because who the fuck? Like, where did these come from? Someone tell me if you've seen them. I don't know, and of course I'm trying to find them, and I can't fucking find anything. I find the good ones in the front, like Tick, Tick, Boom, although whatever. I Care a Lot, uh, Power of the Dog, Pieces of a Woman, and then let me see. Red Notice, which was apparently the biggest movie like ever, according to Netflix. I know like one person who saw that. Looks like shit anyway. Um, like Army of Thieves. Although that's not the kind of movie I'm talking about. There was like a random ass, like this movie, Hypnotic what the fuck is that where did that come from the things i heard and seen where did that come from is that a man (gasps) deciphered like what where did that come from they have to have an original why don't they have an original section like this is why i hate netflix oh released in the past year this is what i'm looking for come on wi-fi all right my wi-fi (laughs) just kicked me out that is hilarious all right I'll have to like cut out a lot of the pauses that I've been talking about um so you guys won't even realize how long it took me to go through this thing what is this movie called okay so this is the ones that were released this year this is the night never heard of that what is that not saying that things I haven't heard of before are shit like inherently but like mixtape what's that coming home in the dark what's that no one gets out alive. What is that? What are these movies? The aftermath? Blood Red Sky? Long story short. The last letter from your love Le- from your love letter, I think, is what it's called. Awake, Moxie, The Trip, Pray Away, The Starling, Procession, Worth, Bracket. Attack of the Hollywood cliches, The Vault, Bad Trip, like, no hate to these, but it's like, where did these come from? He's all that, like, that's the type of movie, like, I'm talking about. And again, I just, like, ranted before, like, I never want to, like, talk bad about film because film is just getting made and that's great. But the thing with Netflix is I feel like they don't, they'll just buy anything and put it on there. So is it worth it anymore? I don't know. Cause every once in a while we get a great movie and they do acquire some great movies like The Power of the Dog. That's in- an incredible movie by Jane Campion. But there's also just so much on here that clogs it of just like, what even is this? Why is this here? Why am I watching it? So now I feel like I'm very contradictory, but like everyone's contradictory. We all contradict ourselves, but like I don't wanna say movies are shit, but some of these movies are shit. <laughs> Uh, But the thing is with Netflix, so let me find out what the price was again. For $13.99 is the standard HD plan with two screens, like two people can watch it at once. And then for $8.99, you get the basic plan that has no HD and one screen. And then the premium plan was $17.99 with four screens in some 4K resolution. Like, is Netflix worth it? Yes, there's so much to watch. There's so much to watch. It's almost ridiculous how much there is to watch. Every week there was a new movie that dropped last year. Some, more than one movie dropped. So there's so much to watch. Is everything that you're going to watch good? No, a lot of it is like Hallmark Channel shit. And is Hallmark Channel shit necessarily bad? No, there's an audience for that. A very big audience. Is it a niche audience? Yes, but is it an audience? 100%. I'm a huge fan of horror. Is horror for everyone? No. So would I recommend Shudder to someone who doesn't like horror? No, no, I would not. And I feel like Netflix is starting to get such a distinct level of movies, which sometimes... I don't know if I want to say this or not, but since I said it, I'm going to say it. It almost feels like, and I have been lumping things together as content because it's content on a service, but like this feels very much like content and not film sometimes, which maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm just being pretentious asshole. Maybe this stuff, a lot of people like it. I mean, I don't know. Thunder Force some people might like that six underground some people might like that movie project power i don't know i typically am not watching netflix originals unless it's award season and they acquired something like power of the dog which honestly i'm not sure they might have been again they might have been in on that since the inception i'm not sure and just let jane campion do her thing maybe she made the movie and then they they bought the distribution rights i don't know Maybe I should have looked that up. I'm not sure. But oh, don't look up. That was the big thing that came out. A lot of people hated that. A lot of people loved it. It's very divisive. I'm in the middle. I think it was fine. Uh, I think it started off stronger than how it ended. I think once we got to the middle, it was like, okay, I get the joke. It's getting to be repeated. Like you're beating a dead horse. Um, but I did I think the movie was bad is what some people are saying? No, it was fine. But if I'm going on Netflix, I'm typically going to watch something that they had acquired just to distribute That is can be found on other services, to be honest. Like, Gremlins is on here, or Good Time, or 300, or Minority Report. Like, they do have other things. So that's typically what I'm going to go for. I am not typically looking for their original content because a lot of it I don't care for a lot of it is I don't want to say shitty but I have already said it so I might as well stick with it is shitty but they have like the Twilight films which great I love Twilight love it I think Twilight is so fun like I don't think everything needs to be this huge deep piece of art even though I Twilight is art film in general is art I'm now trying to justify me saying things are shitty, but it's just like, not for me, you know? But do I think it's worth it? Yeah. Everyone has Netflix. I don't know a single person besides like my grandparents, maybe who don't even have Wi-Fi, like have Netflix, you know? Also Netflix has the Megan Fox movie till death. It's an hour and 30 minutes. It is a fun horror thriller. It's smart. It's clever. It's a great debut feature by I'm blanking on his name. Um, SK Dale. So highly recommend that if you're on Netflix. But yeah, there's some stuff on Netflix I need to watch like I need to watch the Lost Daughter. I need to I need to rewatch the power of the dog now that I know everything about it. So yeah. That's my thoughts on Netflix. I think it's worth it because everyone has it. There's so much to get from it. But again, so much of it is not great in my opinion. So much of it is just so much stuff. It's like stuff. You know what I mean? Like That is how I would describe Netflix. Like cluttered. Okay. So then we go to my number one, my bestie, my girly, HBO Max. I... Love HBO Max. I love it. 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 It is hands down my favorite streaming service. And of course, my Wi-Fi is going to shit again. Loves it. So while that's loading, I have there's an ads version, a version of, with ads for nine ninety nine a month, and then there's one with no ads, which is fourteen ninety nine, which is the most expensive of the bunch. So with that, it is the most expensive, but I think you get the most bang for your buck on HBO Max. You get every single thing that is on HBO or has been on HBO, which HBO has so many great classic TV shows and films like it's amazing. Like they got Succession they have the rights to Friends. I know so many people love Friends. they got Game of Thrones, South Park, The Big Bang Theory, Insecure, The Sopranos, Euphoria, Sex in the City, The Wire, Pretty Little Liars, um, Gossip Girl, The West Wing, The Nanny, Search Party. Like they have so many shows that you can watch. I'm not a big fan of all of those shows. Like I hate Big Bang Theory, but I know... It has a big audience because it was so successful. Um, So it's worth mentioning. I'm not a big sitcom fan or at least sitcom. I'm not a big multi-camera sitcom fan unless it's something I grew up with. Like that's so Raven. So yeah, not really my thing, but they also have like basically a back catalog of all Warner Brothers contents, like the Harry Potter movies, the DC movies. Uh, What else they have in here? I don't know if these are um, Warner Brothers or not, but it's just movies that they have on here. Probably a lot of them are Warner Brothers, like The Matrix, The Mummy, Lord of the Rings, um, all the old Superman movies. Like what else is on here? There's so much. I'm in the wrong. Oh my God. I'm like sweating in my room. I had to turn off my fan because of the mic and I hate not having my fan on me. <laughs> they have like the... Bourne movie, the Jason Bourne movies, The Transporter, Mad Max, Tenant. There's so much stuff on here that is just so good. The Fast and the Furious movies, Um, Beverly Hills Cop, Jackie Brown, The Bodyguard. There's just Promising Young Woman, um, Reservoir Dogs. And again, I'm just saying things that like will not be there in the future. Maybe. I don't know. But this is to get the idea of the stuff that is on there. But anyway, they have their own original content as well. They have like Raised by Wolves, The Flight Attendant. I love The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. Great, 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 great show. Um, Oh, this past year they had... Every Warner Brothers release in theaters also simultaneously released on HBO Max for no extra cost, which was wonderful. Maybe not great for them financially, but for me, it was the best thing since Movie Pass. I don't know if anyone remembers that. I don't remember how it it worked. I kind of got on the Movie Pass train, um, like maybe five months before its demise, <laughs> which I feel like you could watch like a free movie a week or something yeah you got like one free movie a week and i like to any theater and i go to the movies by myself so i used it all the time like every week um they're no longer with us let's warn their loss i feel like that's what it was maybe it wasn't i just am remembering it wrong i don't know but they have the other two another great comedy uh, i think i already mentioned search party hacks that's another great one there's so much you can get from HBO Max. And I I like the interface. I know some people don't. And I know people say they have issues with like trying to rewind and stuff. I never have issues with HBO Max. People always say it's like buggy. Never an issue for me. The only issue I have is sometimes it'll buffer, which can be annoying, but it, you, it'll like fix itself in like 30 seconds. So I don't know. I think HBO Max is the greatest service there ever was. There's so many movies to watch, such a big variety, so many big movies, small movies. Like I think they had Shiva Baby on here, which is one of my favorite movies of the year. Last year, I love Shiva Baby. It was my favorite for a while, but I think I'm changing it with, I don't think you pronounce it Titan, but it might be Titan or Titan. I'm not sure but it's the movie where the girl fucks a car and then gets pregnant with a baby who has a titanium spine. LOL, LOL, LOL. Highly recommend. It's my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> but the thing with HBO max that I love is shows on HBO. They are available on HBO max as soon as they air. So I was watching the mayor of East town. I don't have HBO like as a channel. So H I was watching it live with everyone else. Cause it would go on HBO max right away. So as soon as it starts airing, it's on HBO Max. So I was watching Mare of Easttown, um, The White Lotus, Big Little Lies. Although I was watching Big Little Lies. That was in the HBO. Was it HBO Go or HBO Now? They had a few different iterations of HBO Max before we got HBO Max. I feel like I had HBO Go. I don't know. But yes, for what was it? $14.99. It is a pretty steep price But I personally think if you can only get one service or if you can only spend $15 on services, I would go with HBO Max, truthfully. It just is my favorite. Although I know it doesn't have like the Disney movies. So I don't know. Maybe if you want a big variety of things, I would get Hulu and Disney Plus or Netflix and Disney Plus. Or if you wanted like Netflix and then Shudder. I think those are good combinations because you get kind of like a wide variety of stuff and then you get a very niche thing. Um, Personally, my most go-to services are Criterion and HBO Max. So if I had to get rid of everything and only could keep two, those are the two that I would keep. I get the most out of it. I watch it the most on there, so... Yeah, this episode was much longer than I thought it would be. It is already pre-editing. It's like an, it's an hour and 38 minutes, which is insane. And I probably just said the same thing over and over again. You know what I need to do? I'm about to HRH collection myself. I need to stop being so negative about myself on this podcast. Like I said about movies like movies are getting made and that's the only thing that really matters to me like that's impressive to me and that is something I wish I was doing right now I wish I was making movies I don't have friends that are into film or have want to make these with me like I have made things with friends before and it was just kind of a hassle because They don't realize how much work goes into it. And they're like, since they're like your friend, they are like going to complain to you kind of like over dramatically, like if they have to do another take or they're there for too long. And it's just like, it's really annoying. Okay. (laughs) I didn't make friends in film school. I thought they were all so goddamn annoying. There was like a film club in my, um, at my college and They, all of them were the same kids I found insufferable. So they would make shit and show it in class and they were kind of smug about it. But I always thought their shit was, um, shit. So I, I never had a group of friends to like make things with. So I totally just got sidetracked. But what I was saying is, I'm happy things are getting made and people are watching them. Like that is really the only thing that's important. And that's kind of the same thing that I need to have with this podcast. Like I'm actually making something and putting time and effort into it. And a lot of people say like, oh, I'm going to make a podcast. And then they never do. And I'm doing it. I'm putting myself out there, which can be really embarrassing. So I need to just like shut the fuck up and just keep making what I'm making. And I need to stop being so negative. So if I did repeat myself, who cares? I repeated myself and I'm going to stand by it. (laughs) Ugh. So yeah, that was kind of my random rant on streaming services, on what I think about all of them. I kind of like all of them, to be honest. Besides Amazon Prime, fuck you, Amazon Prime. Jeff Bezos, you're sick. Did you see everyone thirsting over Jeff Bezos? Well, not everyone. Some like stupid, I don't know, probably some like stupid gay man. Let's be real. I don't think any woman is thirsting after Jeff Bezos. I think some dirty, crusty, crusty, dusty man was thirsting after a shirtless Jeff Bezos, which is so gross. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm in my body shaming era. No, it's just like Jeff Bezos is like a gross human being. Like he could end global warming. He could, like, severely impact this, um, pandemic, and he just doesn't. Like, he has a disgusting, disgraceful amount of money. Him and Elon Musk. Like, ew. I hate both of them. Sorry if you're a stanny to them, although I don't care. I feel like only people who stan them are, like, straight men, who I've never found anything in common with, and I don't know... I don't care if they listen to this or not. (laughs) It's like, I don't care. Um, You're excluded from this podcast. I hope you're not listening to this. Go invest in some Bitcoin or whatever. I don't know. Like, that's not real. NFTs aren't real. Bitcoin's not real. And not to get like so off topic on (laughs) on like NFTs, but like NFTs are so stupid. I'm sorry, but, like, you don't own that image. You don't. Just because you have, like, a receipt that says this number, or whatever this code is yours, like, okay, and I just copied and stole it. What are you going to do about it? You're like, oh, I could make money off of it, though. Okay, but, like, who cares about that? I don't give a fuck. Can you make money from it? Or is it just, like, some big ploy created by these big billionaires, like um elon musk to get them more rich i don't know much to think about (laughs) and if i get a message from someone that you don't understand you don't understand bitcoin you don't understand nfts yeah i don't because they aren't real they're made up nobody's gonna keep using them they're going to die out And if I have to hear more about this metaverse, I don't even know what the metaverse is, but I saw something like this is what shopping looks like in the metaverse. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to go to a virtual grocery store? Like, why do I want to pretend to pick up a fake bottle of wine? Like, That's the video I saw. Like, is that going to be like the new way of scrolling through Amazon or something? I really don't understand what metaverse is, but I'm sick of hearing the word. Don't care. Sick of it. Sick of it. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, all right i've talked too much again probably about nothing i don't know i always record and then like i feel like i black out when i record and i just forget everything that i said but those are my thoughts on streaming service the battle of streaming services i'm gonna have to give it to hbo max she is just all that i'm telling you that and criterion channel like they are just such great curated services I can't recommend it enough I know everyone is going to like flock to Netflix because that's just like when you think streaming you think Netflix like that's the first thing that comes to mind Uh, but I just I don't think it is worth the hype anymore I think it's kind of needs a reinvention in my opinion there's just too much clutter we need to clean it up But you know what? Maybe they're giving opportunities to people who might not have had them with some of these movies. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's great and people just have so much to watch down the line. I don't know. It just feels to me like a lot. And now I'm just repeating myself again, but my bad. Sorry about that. But sorry about the noise. Not for me repeating myself. If you're on this episode, episode 10, you already know I repeat myself a shit ton. All right. All right. I've tried to end this a million times. So I will just say thank you for listening. If you did listen to this, this was a completely like, is off the cuff the right word? I'm not sure. But this was completely just my stream of consciousness. I don't know if this format of episode will continue. I do have a new idea to like do things with certain notes for the future episodes on just specific movies. But I mean, if you like listening to my stream of conscious, leave a fucking review, a nice review, an Apple podcast, please. If you don't like my stream of conscious, consciousness, conscious, whatever, who cares? Leave a nice review. (laughs) Lie, just lie. Give me the validation. If you like my other episodes that are more thought out, leave a nice review, So, all in all, just leave a nice review and maybe follow my Instagram, film.degree. Mainly leave me a review because I know, looking at the analytics, I do have people listening and more people than I have friends. (laughs) I don't have many friends. (laughs) And... I know for a fact my friends aren't listening to this anymore. I, like, have maybe one or two that are still listening. My friends don't care. They'll support me from afar. They're not even leaving reviews. So I know I have some listeners out there. So I'm telling you, leave a fucking review. Thank you. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Honestly, though, thank you for listening. And if you listened to my four hour episode before, thank you for listening to that. Even though this is like 50% of that it was way longer than I thought. I thought this is going to be a 45 minute episode, but I just kept talking and I don't know what I was saying, but I guess I'll find out when I edit. So yeah, thank you for listening. And the next time you hear from me, it will be reviewing Scream 5 or talking about Scream 5. So yeah, thank you. Bye.